So, so when is it that you find that you tend to feel most content, it did tend to find it most easy for you to be content, and when do you find it more difficult to be content? You're like, what different things that you're, that you're going through? When's it easier to be content? When's it, when's it more difficult? I think probably for some of you, as soon as I ask that question, you're like, I don't know what I've ever been content with with anything. There's always something going on here or there, and, and, and like I'm frustrated with it, and I would love that, but I don't, I don't know what that's like. And you're already like, you're already like discontented with your discontentment. That's okay. That's okay. That happens. Um, others of you are like, uh, ask a question, like, yeah, I guess, I guess some days are probably, you know, worse than others, but generally I'm kind of a easygoing person, and, you know, like, it doesn't rock me too much. I feel like I take things all right, and I'm, I'm generally usually content. Uh, but I think it's fascinating the way Paul describes it here in very full force. He says, uh, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Um, and I'll say, I, for one, I'm, I'm not there yet. Uh, I would love to be. And I, I tend to be on more of the easygoing uh, variety of things. But I, but I get frustrated when things don't go how I want, when I have to have my Jeep in the mechanic like three times this week and bike over to get it this afternoon. It's hard to be content when I'm like pedaling over to get, to, to get my Jeep in the mechanic. Um, right? If you get all the classes that you want when you register, Okay, I got, I got a pretty nice schedule, it's all good, right? But, but if you're the guy who's like a required class in your major, you still, even at the end of drop ad here, you're like not sure if it's going to come together, not so easy to be content then. Right, so you've got the schedule that's like the Tuesday, Thursday schedule, classes only. You've got the long weekend every weekend. Yeah, you walk around with kind of a smile, you're like, yeah, all my classes are on Tuesday, Thursday, it's, it's pretty good, right? Yeah, still smiling. Um, if, uh, if you, now everyone hates you, Sam. I did that for you. Um, if, you're, uh, if, you're the, if you're the person though, that got stuck with the 8 o'clock class every morning because you had to take the language and it meets every day and every day is at 8 o'clock and you don't want to wake up and speak Spanish, um, it's, it's going to be a little bit harder for you to be content this semester, right? Um, some of you get along great with your roommate. You're thrilled with like, the people you're living with and the person you got matched up with. Uh, others of you are, have a guy that like strolls in at 3 o'clock in the morning and like throws up all over your stuff. I guess that happens. If it hasn't happened to you yet, wait for this weekend, right? It's, it's, it's coming. Um, <clears throat> a little bit harder to be content then, right? Um, when you're getting attention from the person that you like, that's, that's great. But if you feel ignored, not uh, even noticed by them, it's a lot harder. So to go through this, and really, just as you continue to go along in life, I want you to keep asking the question, uh, when do you tend to find it easy to be more content, and when do you find it more difficult? See some of how, uh, how Scripture talks about it. We'll look at three different sides uh, of, of the passage. Uh, and the first one is this, not in need. That's what Paul says in the first verse we're reading there. Not, not in need. Paul writes, not that I'm speaking of being in need. What, what's he talking about? Because he's, he's writing this letter to the Philippian church because they sent him, like, uh, the guy, Epaphroditus, has come bringing a, uh, bringing a financial gift to Paul because he could use a little more financial resources. They heard that. They wanted to, to supply that. But he writes them, and he's thanking them, but he still says, not that I'm being in need. Now, now Paul's writing this letter from, uh, he's imprisoned in Rome when he's writing this letter. And he says, not that I'm in need, right? Um, uh, he, he can't really go where he wants. 
he can't do what he wants when he wants to do it. That, that's not his situation when, when he's writing this, right? Um, all like the freedom that you get to enjoy when you're in college, like make your own decisions, decide what you want to do with stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, he didn't have that. There's no, there's no like ice cream run at 3 o'clock in the morning because Hey, like, anyone want some ice cream, right? Like, let's just go get some ice cream. There's no, like, staying up all night playing Call of Duty or watching, like, all the reruns of The Office because we can sleep in class tomorrow, right? Like, let's, let's keep hanging out. Um, he doesn't he didn't have that freedom. Uh, no random road trips. No football games. Didn't have tickets. I, like, I don't know who the big matchup was in the Coliseum, you know, there or whatever, but, uh, but, but Paul wasn't, Paul wasn't going to get to go. Um, you would hate it if you were all of a sudden like yanked back uh, to your parents and like had to meet their rules and their curfews of when you had to be home. You would feel like you needed to get free. And Paul writes, not that I'm in need. Uh, Ryan, the, he's got a Roman centurion watching over him constantly. And he says, not that I'm in need. And the point of what you see is this. There, there is such a thing as contentment. Um, and, and it's not just um, it's not just because Paul's living a good life right now, and so yeah, things are good. Tuesday, Thursday classes. Um, no, like it's but but there is such a thing as contentment. It's not just circumstantial. And you can think that Paul's lying if you want or something, but uh, but I think it's, it's here. I think it's hard for us to think that there's so the thing as contentment. Maybe like the closest thing to think of contentment is the dude that's like really really baked, right? Really high, like nothing gets to him. Things are, things are just good, right? Like, life, life is good. What are you talking about? These things don't matter. And then people tell me, even then, you get the munchies, you know? So are you really content? You don't have the... Um, Paul writes, not in need, right? I think we tend to be the, the exact opposite. Uh, we're, we're always talking about, about being in need, right? Here's my challenge for you, right? You're, you're college students, you got like all these math skills. Once you put some of the math skills to use, right? Because <clears throat> you can all count, right? All right, all right. So you put your counting skills to use. As long as you do tomorrow, is just try to keep track in your head uh, how many times you use the phrase, I need to, I need something, right? And if, it, if the thought like comes into your mind, but you don't actually say it because you know you're supposed to keep track and uh, keep counting, you don't want to do it, it still counts. So what's the phrase in your head? Let it come out of your mouth. It's already, it's already in there. I thought we're indeed. Um, keep, keep track of just how many times you, you use it. Uh, for me, right, I need to get my car fixed so that it doesn't keep breaking down so I don't have to ride my bicycle everywhere. Um, I need some more sweet tea. So good over there. All these snacks are, are calling to you, right? Um, uh, need, uh, need new running shoes. I need to buy a racket because I'm in a racquetball class now. And I'm, I think it's going to be fun, but I don't have a racquetball racket. Um, need to go to the OU game, get tickets. Maybe you feel like you need to get a good grade in this class uh, this semester, start things off uh, well, make up for other things. Maybe you feel like you need to go on a diet. You need to uh, work out. You need to buy some new clothes. You need to go to a movie. You need to hang out with some friends. You need to have some time to relax. I need to, need to, need to. What are, we, what are we implying when we say that? If I don't get it, I'm not going to be happy. I won't be happy. I'm going to be, I'm going to be unsatisfied. I'm going to be discontent. I'm going to be frustrated. I feel like part of my life is going to be failing this. I'm not going to be able to be okay without this. I need it. So why are we speaking of being in need all the time? Uh, this passage that Paul writes is not novel, like from the rest of the scriptures, consistent with a lot of things that you see in the rest of the Bible, right? 
Even if you don't know the Bible very well, I haven't heard much of it, like most, a lot of people, you still may have heard the 23rd Psalm, right? Like in some movie even or something. But it, it begins this way. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The older language for I shall not lack. I shall not be in need. The Lord is my shepherd, right? If God's leading and protecting, uh, guiding and providing for us, then, then the fact of the matter is that we're not in need. We're not ever going to be in need in that, in that full uh, sense. So, so either it's like the Lord's not our shepherd because we don't want him or we're unwilling to, to trust him and trust the way that he's, he's guiding us. Uh, and instead, we feel like if I can control it, maybe it can end up being what I, what I want, what's going to be fulfilling to me. Uh, if I have, I have enough money, if I can have the situation that I want, if I have a relationship with the person that I want, uh, then I won't lack. Then I won't be in need if I, if I get these things. Um, listen, God's a, God's a very good shepherd, a very good uh, guide, and he's not holding himself back from you. You don't have to be in need. I'm not saying you're going to get everything that you want, but you don't have to be in need you can come to him to take care of you. And he does that. He does it well. It's the reason that Paul was in a Roman prison with a centurion watching over him, not able to go out when he wants to, can, can write to this church and say, not in need. The Lord is a shepherd. Not in need, but it does involve a little bit of, uh, of know-how. Um, not not no way, no how, which you might be thinking now when you're talking about that kind of contentment of, of being in, in prison or something. No way, no how is that possible. But rather, rather what he's, what he's uh, shown us, I think we've seen in this passage, is that, is that contentment is something that's learned. Right? Uh, Paul says in verse 12, I know how to be brought low, humiliated, to be brought down, and, and I know how to abound, overflow, to have excess. Um, but he knows how to do these things because he says he's learned. Uh, he, he's learned in whatever situation to be content. He's, been, uh, he, he's learned the secret. He's been taught fully, initiated into uh, the experience of it. Um, so we shouldn't expect for contentment to be something that we, that we just already know. Right? I mean, it's not, it's not for Paul here. You don't, you don't start off knowing how to get around campus when you get here, right? You, you sit in your dorm room when no one's watching and you look at the map. And you like plot out where your classes are so no one's going to see when you're walking around uh, later. And then you start off down the way. And you like try to get there, but the buildings don't look the same as they did on the map. And so you find out you're going to be late to your class. And you don't want to pull out your maps while you're on campus. So you just decide, like, drop ads feel good. We're going to take another class there. I don't know where that one was, right? But some of you are bold now. You actually pull out the map, ask for directions. But you don't start off just knowing how to get around uh, campus. You get lost a few times. You just spend some time wandering around. Uh, eventually, you, you figure it out. Um, you know how to, you know how to not just like get to class, but but you, by the end of the semester, you learn how to like wait if you're on campus, like wait up five minutes before class and still get there like before the class starts with like a minute to spare because you took the right cut through through all the buildings. Um, <clears throat> you don't start off knowing that. Um, Reading, right? Our, our kids are, are learning to read. Um, it's kind of fun to, to watch them you know, going through this and stuff. But when you're reading something, like, you don't really think about it. You don't think about it. You pretty much feel like you always knew how to, uh, learn, know how to read. But, but it's actually like a long process 
uh, to learn how to read. And you're taking like some, some foreign languages, you start to figure that out again. You're like, I don't know what this sentence is. Why am I being called on? Uh, you know, it's, and uh, you're in Spanish 3, they're talking in Spanish. Like, well, what is this? How much, what am I supposed to do this? Um, you'll just already know it. Um, it's learned. And Paul's saying that's what it is with contentment, even what it's been uh, for him uh, with contentment. The, the know-how of contentment is a learned process, and it's, it's not even easy. It's, it's difficult. If you look through, uh, look through Acts, which tells some of the beginnings of the church and Paul's missionary journeys and things, you, you see some of the process of Paul's uh, learning contentment through Acts. Because here we are in Philippians, and Paul's in prison, uh, most likely in Rome, but, but he didn't start off just like in Rome, and then they put him in prison. Right? It's, not, it's not how he got there. Uh, like several years before, he was actually, he wanted to go to Rome. He was like, I've got a desire to preach the gospel to those in Rome, but he was, he was taking a gift to the church in, uh, in Jerusalem. And he gets there in Jerusalem, which is a long way from Rome, right? and they, they imprison him there. Right? He's like, uh, if I'm reading it right, like two years that he, was, um, that he was in one particular place in custody before he started uh, being sent to Rome. Uh, but it was through all these different things in his imprisonment that he actually comes to Rome and is able to share the gospel there. Right? And Paul begins to get to see it, that all these circumstances that seemed like what he wanted was never going to happen were exactly the things that God used to, to bring it about. Um, it was in his imprisonment that, that brought him to Rome from being able to, to share it. Um, Paul also uh, talks, about, um, talks about this experience some uh, in, uh, in 2 Corinthians. Uh, 2 Corinthians 11, uh, he goes into it to a bit. It doesn't... Doesn't sound particularly fun, but but hear what he says about Second Corinthians eleven verse twenty-five. Uh, says this: Three times I was beaten with rods. Content with that? Just three times, right? Once I was stoned. Other passages said they really like, they left because they thought he was dead. Uh, three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea, on frequent journeys and dangers from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, dangers uh, from false brothers, and toil and hardship through many a sleepless night, and hunger and thirst, often without food, and cold and exposure. That's like the situation that God took uh, Paul through, but then... That's what he says about some of these things a little bit later. Second Corinthians 12, verse 10. You might, uh, some of you may know this verse. All right, for the sake of Christ, then, I am content. It says, I am content with weaknesses, insults, with hardships, with persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Right, he's, he's seen God working through all these things, still working out what's good, even through... Very difficult situation. Paul knows how to be brought low, as he says, and how to abound uh, because he has plenty of opportunities to learn it. Uh, so much we're thankful we haven't gone through. So I want you to realize that you have plenty of opportunities to learn it as well. Right, what's Paul say? In, in any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of teaching these things, right? Um, so... For you, any circumstance, every circumstance is, a, is an opportunity to learn contentment. That includes the circumstances that frustrate you and the situations that you're pretty happy with how they're, how they're working out. Um, right, he mentions facing plenty and facing hunger. 
I don't think most of us have really noticed like to, to face hunger, like unless you've gone on like the extreme diet, uh, you know, before, and and then it's like you're still looking at the food; it's right there, so you could have it, but you're just like voluntarily depriving it uh, from you. Uh, he, he's talking about like not having enough to eat, like for for a while, and not being sure when when that food's going to come, and then not being enough when you when you want it. Um, even if I was dieting, like I'd, I'd tend to get kind of grumpy, right? I like the most contented person to be around um, right then. But, but Paul describes it. Right I didn't know they could hear me over there. Um, as, uh, there's always someone else in the other room. Sometimes it's music. The clapping is much better than it being, being loud. Um, uh, hunger one time, he also says plenty, right? I, I think uh, as Americans, we tend to be a lot more familiar with facing, facing plenty, uh, facing abundance, right? You, you hear the phrase like poor college student all the time, but then like you are like, really you're a poor college student? They're like, yeah, and they pull out their iPhone, they're like, well, let me show you, I'll pull up my bank account for you. You know, here it is, my bank account online. Like, but you're doing all this on this iPhone, like this is awesome. How do you um, Right, statistically, look at because I can't really remember, but if you uh, if you have clinics like clothes in your back, um, food in the refrigerator and a roof over your head, um, you're um, you're like above. You're you're wealthier than 75% of the world, right? Uh, not to mention like being able to be a Florida State and get football tickets for free. Hopefully, at least with the OU game, right? Uh, um, we, we tend to be we tend to be more uh, familiar with the plenty, the the abundance of it. So that I mean, we're content. We we just get complacent. Now it's comfortable. We don't want to rock the boat. Things are things are nice how we like them, or or, or we just we just get used to it more. I and mean, if it's not there, we totally, we totally freak out, right? Um, when the internet's down. What do you do when the internet's down? Because uh, you can't like get on Facebook and put a status about the internet being down. Like I, I don't know what to do there. Um, right, let me ask you this: For you, where do you need to learn this know-how? Uh, where do you need to learn to know how to be content? Do you know how to be content just with, with who you are, uh, which is who God's made you? Uh, content with your body, uh, with your nose, with your hair, uh, whatever. Content with your intelligence, your, your, your smarts, whether that puts you in the top of the class or, or not able to get into that class. Um, content with your athletic skills or lack thereof or uh, your, your sense of humor, what people laugh at or not. Like, are you, do you know how to be content with who you are? And not just depend on what other people are saying about you. Do you know how to be content with your situation? You need to learn to know how being content with your situation, whether you're a single or dating, whether you have extra money or you have, like, no money. Uh, family problems, roommate issues, um, the annoying professor that you're already like, dude, I really want to drop this class. I really want to drop this class, but I need to take this class. It's a required class, right? Um, do you know how to be content with just the, the situation you're in? Car problems? Um, all right, there, there is contentment. And, and it can be learned in any and every situation, Paul is saying. All right, so, so how? Right? How is this possible? Um, Paul says, through him, through Christ. Right? That's the third point. 
Uh, first point, not in need. Uh, second point, know-how. Uh, third point, through him. Contentment comes through Christ. Look at verse 13. Right, Paul says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Or I'm, I'm strong for all things through the one who gives, uh, gives me strength. Um, or in the one who gives me strength. I want to be clear as you hear in the know-how thing, because you can take that the wrong way, that you don't just have to like work harder for contentment. If you just put a little more energy in or, or expose a lot more hard stuff, then eventually you'll, you'll learn contentment. No, not, not, not really. Um, I'm not saying that it's, that it's difficult to learn, but you can do it if you try. Um, instead, what I'm saying that is it's so difficult, I want you to hear me on this, it's so difficult that it is beyond your ability. Um, so if you're frustrated with not being able to be content, well, well yeah, um, it's beyond our ability to, to know how to be content. Uh, we can get complacent for a little while, we can ignore things for a little while, we can repress things. Um, it's beyond our ability to be content, right? We kind of max out on contentment, like Paul talks about hunger. I think like I max out on contentment when the food's like burnt too much. Right? Like, I mean, I can still eat the food. I can get down spot. Am I content with it? I'm like, really, like this, this stuff's a little bit over. over I should have been, Karen doesn't burn my food. She's a great cook. Um, not talking about um, Right? Like, uh, he talks about facing abundance. We just get sucked into the, uh, the latest technology, um, the, uh, the latest fashion, the next thing that's there. Um, I don't know how to, how to face, uh, it's not just a facing abundance. We're, it's beyond our ability. Uh, peace, joy, satisfaction, they're not in the circumstances. Uh, they're not in the things. They're not in the situation. They're not in just what you do with it. Uh, peace and joy and satisfaction that comes in Christ. Uh, this is how Paul's describing it. Right? Paul's strength is outside of himself. I can do all things through him who, who strengthens me or in him, outside of me, who, who uh, gives uh, strength to me. Um, he's strong only through Christ's strength. Right? This is why in 2 Corinthians 12 uh, uh, that we read, he still calls himself what? When I'm weak, then I'm strong. There's this truth in Christ that as I'm connected to Christ, his strength is in me and so I'm strong. But guess what? I'm strong because I'm weak. In, in myself, I have this weakness and, and out of that weakness, in that weakness, I'm, I'm able to be strong through one who's, who's beyond me. Um, but this is, this is just kind of like the foundation uh, of the gospel and some of the beauty of it, that our, that our hope, our confidence, uh, what we need comes outside of us. Um, what we need is outside of us, but for us to look to Christ. Whenever you're looking more at, at what you can do, at how you're facing the situation, at how you handle it, at how you can control it, of what, what you, uh, whenever you can look at what you can do, you're, you're off, and it's, it's going to start spiraling down on you. You're not God. You can't keep all these, all these plates spinning uh, well enough for it to work. Um, the beauty of the gospel, though, is what's, what's outside of us uh, can come to us and within us. Right? That Christ says he freely gives his spirit to those who ask him. He freely gives uh, himself. Even though we can be united to Jesus, he's outside. we're in him and sharing in his strength. He invites us. Uh, he calls us to himself to turn from trying to control it, trying to make it uh, work, and look to him. He says, to all who are weary, all who are worn out, heavy laden, right? Take my yoke upon you, and I'll give you rest. I'll give you the rest that you're looking for. It comes in me. 
Yeah. Paul says, I can do all things uh, through him who strengthens me. Uh, doesn't, does just mean you can, do, you can do anything, right? It says, it says all things. You get the context of it, I hope. It doesn't mean that you can, uh, that you can throw the touchdown pass necessarily, um, uh, or that you can suddenly become a, uh, a great musician. Hey, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yeah, I've got no music ability. I want to be on the music team. Yeah, put me up there. I'm going to do all this stuff. Um, right? It's in this context. Any and every circumstance is facing all these things. And you can have the strength to face any situation that comes your way. That's what he's saying. Um, whatever the results are, whether you were throwing the touchdown pass and you made the play, uh, whether you're a musician and you became famous, you'd be able to handle that situation in Christ's strength and, and not rest in it. And not put your identity and yourself in, in those achievements. Um, or when you mess it all up, um, didn't make the play, if you feel like you've got little to offer, you can still know joy, uh, deep and profound joy despite what you feel like you're, you're able to do or do. Um, because Jesus is the one who died. And more than that, Jesus is the one who is raised. And to those who trust him, he gives himself. Uh, and he gives He's the one that gives everything that actually satisfies, um, right? He, he gives full and overwhelming a love from God. It can't be removed. can't be taken away, not by any situation, uh, not by anything uh, that, that, that we can do. Uh, forgiveness from, from every mistake you've ever made um, and every mistake you ever will make is not hanging over you anymore in Christ. Uh, let it go as you, as you come to him. Uh, he, he brings you into a family of perfect love adopted as his children, into his household. Um, uh, him providing for you, making promises for you, making uh, home from you, uh, storing up an inheritance for you. Uh, still a time of struggle now, and he promises comfort. Uh, he promises help. The Spirit uh, with us now, ensuring uh, us, encouraging us, his presence as we struggle. And at the end of the struggle, uh, he promises perfection. When we'll be made like Jesus, like not, not sinful, not messing up, not, not screwing up anymore, um, being, being like Jesus and promised eternal life with him and glory. But th- that's, that's what belongs within Christ. That's what Paul's resting in. Um, these are the circumstances with which we can be content. No matter what else is going on, Christ has secured these for us. And they come through Jesus. They come only through him and in him. So when do you find it uh, easy to be content? When do you find it more difficult to be content? Uh, I was kind of interested because I was already thinking about these, uh, uh, thinking about contentment a bit. And a group from our church went, uh, took a trip to Honduras uh, they were putting in a, uh, a well at an island off of Honduras, like this impoverished community, and they didn't, people were getting sick often because there wasn't enough, like, just, just basic clean drinking water, right, among, among a lot of other things. But they were going uh, to provide a, a well, get rid of the unsanitary water. And then they stood up from the church and they started talking about the experience. And uh, what was fascinating to me is they, they went, like, one by one through, and, and I think every one of them mentioned how the people how the people were just really, like, joyful. Like, in their life, even though, even though they had so little, 
um, that they, they had so much joy and happiness even in their uh, community. Um, you know, one of the guys was telling me about like the place that the kids played on was like kind of rusty metal things and stuff all over the place that American mothers would be like, oh my goodness, keep my child away from that. It's dangerous. Um, and these people just have this joy and sense of togetherness and thing, and, and even though they have so little. And, uh, and this wasn't even like just the result of the, the gospel. I don't think this, these people were for the whole um, uh, following Christ. But the culture of the people there was just kind of what it was. And, and I've watched the, I've listened to the people in, the, in our group describe, and they were almost kind of envious of it. Um, I, I think culturally we just we just tend to be kind of far off the off the mark here. Contentment for us seems something like really hard to grasp, at least really hard to hold on to. Like maybe it's in the next thing. Maybe uh, it's difficult for us. And I, and I think it's this: um, what we don't know how we, we don't know how to abound. We abound and we face plenty, but we don't know how to face plenty. It, it, it feels like it makes us need it more and more and more and more, and we, we hold on to it. Um, I'll put it this way. You take, take all the whatever things that you wish that you need to have, right? Take all the uh, coolest techni- technology uh, out there, the latest smartphone, um, all, this, all this stuff. Um, the, the expansion fashion, newest clothes, shopping spree, wherever you want, impressive cars, uh, vacation where you want to, uh, approval from others, um, get a lot of like, really great books, I think that would be awesome. Uh, have status from people, like uh, folks respecting you. Take, take all those things uh, and compare it to Christ and what we have in Him. And it all pales in comparison. Uh, to what we've been given. God giving us himself. Uh, God giving us his son for our life. Giving us his spirit. So what do you, what do, you do with this? Um, as I say to you, you know how to count? Try to count tomorrow. Um, count how many times you say, I need whatever. And then ask yourself, is that really going to make me happy? How long is it going to make me happy for what am I looking to? And then look for the opportunity to be content. It's in any and every circumstance, the way that Paul describes it. Uh, things that you don't know how to face, there's an opportunity for you. Uh, and take that opportunity by looking outside yourself uh, to Christ, uh, who gives strength to be content in whatever situation.